For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hello, everybody. What's going on? We are back. Another Briscoe and Big Ace show here on the VOC Nation. I'm Big Ace. Behind me is my fat cat discount, and always with me is my brother, Wes Briscoe. I'm not the fat cat discount. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're, I don't think there's an ounce of fat on you, and it makes me sick. <laughs> no, you're in, you're in shape. It's good for you. i got to learn to do that. Power up, dude. I know. I need it. Um, especially especially for this episode. I mean, holy moly, Rice-A-Roni, what has been going on in the wrestling world? I mean, we knew there was going to be some releases, but we had no idea the magnitude of the people that they released because some of the people they released, you, you would never even think that they would release. I mean, I'm sorry, we're kind of jumping right into it because it's really fresh topic and it's fresh on everyone's mind and everyone's wondering why. I mean, I guess we'll let Big Ace go through the list of people and then we can individually go over why I thought or why we both thought they got released. But as of right now, WWE kind of shaked up the uh, whole world and released a lot of people that you would never expect. Yeah, the, yeah, the, there were six big names that got released yesterday, uh, and it was, uh, yeah, some, some surprises. Uh, Braun Strowman, probably the biggest surprise of all of it. Uh, Alistair okay, Black. Well, should, oh, we go, should we go down the you list? You want to go down by one? Yeah, let's do that. Or do you want to do you want to go, like, each time we mention the person, should we go into... No, let's go one by one. Let's go one by one. I think so, too, because I'll kind of get lost. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. So Um, let's start with Braun Strowman. First of all, 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. And six foot, what is he, six, 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 seven, right around there. 300 pounds, Mm -hmm. hell of an athlete. Um... They were pushing this guy to the moon. I mean, what what happened? I mean, I have 
something in my mind that I might think have happened, but I want you to maybe weigh on, you know, what you think, Ace, and then we can kind of go back and forth and talk about what we think of what happened to Strowman. Yeah, well, I, 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 I really do believe that Strowman could have been huge. Like, he should have been champion, main eventing, top-tier uh, star for WWE. I think the biggest mistake they made with him is they didn't put him over on Brock Lesnar. And then not only did they not put him over on Brock Lesnar, they felt the need to, uh, out of nowhere, throw Kane into it to make it a triple threat situation, almost dumbing down this monster they built. Because how do you go from you're tipping ambulances and semis over and using Roman Reigns on a stretcher as a baseball bat and just destroying him to now you can't even compete with those two, yet Roman can compete and possibly beat him. So it's like they killed him in that position, and then he kind of fell into big show space after that, where he was just kind of doing some stuff, kind of just around. The stuff with him and Shane going to Mania, where they made the whole thing was making fun of Braun for being stupid, was just kind of uncomfortable. Uh and at the end of the day, it's just like you guys could have made him a huge star, but you refused to do it, and it just killed all the momentum. And here we are now, so much time. And he was a company guy. Like, he loved being employed by WWE. If you look at his social media, he would always be like, I'm blessed for this. This is, I love this. And so it was a little odd to see that they let him go, but again, they put themselves into a corner where you couldn't do anything with him anymore because when he was hot and you should have pulled the trigger, they didn't. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I like the guy. We were good friends. I got nothing against him. I know that he dropped the ball a couple times on some promos where Vince got mad at him because he gave away that he was going to win the title once and that's when they sent him home for three months. Um, I know he had some problems with promos. And then I know he also was a hard guy to deal with backstage. Um, I heard that he got his fair share of arguments backstage with the boys. Um, for instance, um, when they were shooting that uh, summer – well, I forgot what was it SummerSlam. There, oh some, yeah, the, I think it was. Was it him and the Fiend had their match again out, out at your dad's uh, uh, property? Property. So, yeah. yeah, my brother was there because you know my brother lives there, so my brother was at the house, and um, you know, of course, he's watching. Why wouldn't he be? You know, oh, and uh, he told me he overheard him and Bray going at it. Right. Like, you know, and you know, you can't go against Bray, because Bray's been in the business way longer than you have. Right. Done it way longer. This is this creative baby. He's the one that, and Strowman was, I guess, they were, like, getting, like, full-on arguments where they had a break set for a while, and just, like, some weird things that were going on that just didn't really, you know, like, he should have been a little bit more respectful, and maybe because of his size and, you know, I, I I don't really know, but I I know from what my brother says that there was not just once, but there was a couple of occasions where they had to break set, and 
both go to their, their trailers and calm down or cool off and come back to set. Dang. Yeah, I I do remember in his early days there was talk of him being a little you know hard to deal with, and then uh, the part about that that's crazy is not only just because of the sheer fact that Bray's been in the business longer, he comes from a, 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 a he's a generational wrestler who's who's appreciated in that company. Bray also was the reason Braun became something. Did we not all remember exactly. how Braun debuted on Raw? It was the Dance the Bunny Wyatt family. Well, first yeah. he was the Dancing Bunny. Well, yeah, yeah, first he was there, but like, uh, yeah, with Adam Rose as a rosebud. But yeah, but you, we got to bring it back all the way to yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah. I mean, if you want to bring it all the way back to the beginning, he was just a prop. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But then he joined the Wyatt family, and then it became something. You know. What yeah. I mean? And, and that was and that awesome. was Bray. That was Bray's baby. That was, he created him and Dusty Rhodes created that whole entire gimmick, and that was his baby. That's what you know. So Bray gave him the opportunity to excel way beyond that. And a couple times, you remember they even brought him back because. He wasn't excelling to where he needed to be. And maybe that match was the match that didn't bring him to where he's what? Because you got to think if that should have been the highest match ever because he's facing the person that, you know, his creator, his mentor, the guy that did it all. And that match was, it was cinematically good, but. Maybe there could have been more. Maybe Bray was right. Maybe the stuff they're arguing could have made that thing a lot better. We don't know. We won't ever know because right. we weren't there. You know? you know, and it's funny you mentioned that because I remember watching that match and being like, huh, I expected more. Exactly. I expected more out of that, that uh, the swamp match or whatever they had dubbed it. Uh, so... Yeah, man. Uh, again, uh, still a surprise though, because they they seem to really like Bray, Braun. Sorry. Uh, so that was a. But again, I guess to me, again, like I I was like, how is this guy going to be a big star when when he was at the height of where you could have really pushed him over? You chose not to, and then you put Kane in there because he <clears throat> apparently couldn't couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? And is he is he? Taking a break because maybe he's going to go do some movies. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Come back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm wondering because it doesn't, you kind of have left out in the blank. I mean, from, I heard that he wasn't producing, as in that they put a lot of money into him and he just wasn't drawing money. He just wasn't, wasn't doing what he was doing. I kind of thought maybe either he had to do a movie or maybe he got in trouble somewhere or somehow and they're trying to cover up him getting in trouble by releasing them for a little bit and then bringing him back. You know, that's something I could see. I don't, we don't really know because it's so freshly out there that there could be a couple of things that we don't really know about. You know, like he could be filming a movie, so maybe they wanted to just, you know, stir some things up and have him go go film this movie and go do something, and then, you know, they hire him back. I And they don't want to pay him for as long as he's going to be gone to film a movie. I don't really know what's going on. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of special, uh, uh, what's that word I'm trying to use? Speculation. Sorry. Speculation of uh, what is going on, but um, 
man, I mean, I guess the only place I could see him is going aid. I mean, I, I could see him going to New Japan. Maybe he's going to go to New Japan for a little bit. And you did hear about WWE talking about New Japan a lot and that they're doing some deals with New Japan. So maybe that's just them going to send him to Japan for a while, craft his skill, really get over as a monster, and then maybe clash with with WWE as him being the head New Japan wrestler to face WWE. I don't know what is really... I guess we're just going to have to wait for a little bit of time to figure things out, but there's a lot of different avenues that could play out in this scene. What do you think, Ace? Well, another interesting note after all these firings is, I guess... Uh, Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, and a couple other people are going to be at the Performance Center the next few days, and they're literally it's just audition matches going on out there. They're they're looking to bring from the the talk. They're looking to bring a good chunk of fresh talent to the rosters. Or fire which, a bunch of people, or possibly fire. Uh, but it does sound like they want to move people up. Which, in all honesty, one of the things with WWE in the last few years is. They've been pretty stale. There's no well, well, I mean, well, stars anymore. They, they've always been. St- they've always been stale. I mean, John. Yeah, but it's getting worse now. You know what I mean? Like it's like. And I no, heard he's coming back. Yeah, I think he's setting up for a comeback. So get this before we go any further. I, I wonder why. Well, his commercials are not panning out. Well, I don't know. He is his his like couple movies that he's been filming for a while. I think are both about to come out, and one of them's supposed to be like maybe big because it's one of those comic book movies. Marvel or but, he, but he also just had a public apologize to China. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. Um, so WWE is going back on the road as well uh, in July, and they had already announced three eight shows since we've done the last episode. Now that we're doing this, they've announced the next three towns they're going to, and it just so happens to be, Wes, they're coming to my neck of the woods. So. I purchased tickets today, so I will be at one of those very first SmackDowns back with a, an actual audience on the road. I'm very interested to just see what the vibe's going to be like that night in there, you know? Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, like you said, there's – who knows? It, it's just cr- – what I find the craziest is all the – after all these cuts so far in the last year, everything's always been chalked up to budget cuts, and it's – like, how are you making budget cuts when y'all made a profit this year? Like, y'all made money during the pandemic. Not a lot of people did. You did. It's interesting. Uh, so, Braun Strowman, the next one was Alistair Black. And there's a lot of talk around this one, too, because uh, as many people know, Zelina Vega, who was let go uh, earlier in the year due to this was when WWE was on their crusade of taking over all the third-party sites that the talent had on their own. As far as Twitch and YouTube and all that, they were taking them because they wanted the money. Uh, and and, and uh, Zelina Vega was one of the few who said, no, this is mine, and ended up being let go because of it. Um, but the rumor was the last couple of weeks is that she's maybe been popping around now, WWE at the Performance Center for a possible comeback. But then Aleister Black, her husband, now let go, who was set, I believe, to date, make his return to the ring on SmackDown because they've been running vignettes either this coming week or next week, he said, in a, uh, right after he was released, he said, I was supposed to make my in-ring return either this SmackDown or the next. Uh, 
um, so what did he hurt? Oh, man, I don't remember. I, was it concussions or was it, did he actually get hurt? Yeah, actually, I think it maybe was his head, wasn't it? I think maybe he had a concussion. Man, yeah. I don't know. I, he's been gone for so long that I – and then when all the stuff with Delina happened, everybody chalked because he was – so that was the thing. When she got let go because of that, he got cleared shortly after and was still not used for months, and everybody was like, it's because of his wife, and he has heat now backstage because his wife wouldn't give him her twitch and all this stuff. But, uh, again, who knows what the real story is. I guess they addressed her possibly returning, like, today. Uh, those two, Zelina and Alistair, I didn't hear or watch it, so I don't know what was said. Um, oh, said that they might return back? They addressed the rumor of that she was maybe going to be going back because he just got fired. Because, like I oh. said last week, the rumor was she's been at the Performance Center taping stuff, which, why would she be doing that if they weren't bringing her back? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's another interesting one. Lana let go. The old ravishing Russian. Now she's just the chameleon tag partner for the women's division. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's let go. I mean, I think all all minds expect that one to just drift into AEW since that's where Miro, her husband, is. So. Yeah, and yeah, I see Alistair Black going to ROH. Yeah? yeah. I figured that or New Japan for him because no, maybe oh, not though. Oh. We'll see with the WWE ties now. I don't know. We'll see if they yeah. they still well, got that could be, that, that could be another one where they send him to New Japan. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, because uh, I think he's been over there before. Um, he would be fun to see on AEW. A lot of these people, like I don't need Braun to go to AEW. I don't need all these people because that's the, that's the go to. Whenever WWE release people now, it's immediately the wrestling talk online is they're going to AEW. They're going to AEW, and it's like, did not everyone needs to go to AEW? AEW does not need to sign everyone that gets released from WWE. You know, just leave it alone. Like, well, that's not always going to be the go-to. Um, although, interesting note, they hired Mark Henry. That was yeah, good, good for that. I'm glad. That was a cool. Uh, that was a cool spot on the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, man. When they brought him out, like that was dope. I was excited. Uh, and he'll be at Waterloo with us too uh, next month. Yeah, that's awesome. Crazy that it's next month. Uh, Murphy let go as well. Yeah, I know he had some knee problems. He he worked. He was a hell of a worker. So I don't. I mean, I know his promos weren't up to par, but he was a great worker in my eyes. I really thought he had potential. I know he didn't really have that much charisma, but he was a great heel. I liked him. I thought he did a great job uh, as Seth Rollins' disciple, and I wasn't a big exactly. fan of him when he was with his partner, uh, and I don't remember his name anymore. He's, I think he's been let go as well uh, earlier rounds from NXT. Uh, but, yeah, I, he had a good look. He was a badass in the ring, man. He can go hard. It was fun watching him. He was great matches. Yeah, dude. Like, he was really good. I, I enjoyed him in Mysterio and stuff. So, I don't know, man. Again, another another talent. That's the thing. They're letting go people who do have talent, you know, in like a Murphy and this next one. For me, I think this was the biggest one where I'm like, you guys just let gold go, and you never even used it right, and that was Ruby Riot. Yeah, she's, she's going to AEW, and she's going to shine like a superstar over there. I hope so. I hope Heather Lovelace makes the return. Uh, I liked her, man, and the Riot squad, squad was great. Like, the fans wanted her and Liv to win the women's titles. 
Yeah, there was, and they did a huge documentary on it. They did a huge thing. Oh, I, she's another one that I was just totally shocked. She was, a, she's great talent, and she's going to go somewhere and shine even brighter, and they're going to use her in the right way. So, you know, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Right. Uh, Santana Garrett was also released from, I believe, I guess she was main roster, but not really. She was only on it maybe once or twice. I thought she was still maybe in NXT, but Santana Garrett also released. Um, but yeah, some pretty big names. Um, it's they also, they also released a bunch of cor- uh, corporate people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so last week they cut the the play-by-play commentator for Monday Night Raw, who had only been at it for maybe a week or a, a month, uh, they let him go. Right after, like three days later, they let Todd, Todd Phillips go, who had been there for like 10 years, been doing all the commentary and all that stuff, let him go. Uh, now they got this guy. I haven't, I, so with the holiday, dude, I forgot Monday Night Raw was on Monday because I thought it was Sunday, and I was still feeling pretty, pretty kind of crappy from the week I had. Uh be you know so i was uh i didn't watch it but i guess they brought some guy in from like the mma world now and i guess people liked it nice well that's yeah. good so yeah i don't know i always, go. <laughs> right i always wish they'd bring uh back maro ranella i i know he won't because of everything that went down but he was just so good yeah me too you know but you know there's also a bunch of new talent out there that i would like to see out there I would like to. I would like them to actually go and find like a this guy named Blake. He's out of uh, Florida. He did Ring Warriors. He's done some MLW. I think they should find these young kids that really love wrestling that been doing it for a while that actually have that talent and sign mm-hmm. them. Like give them the opportunity because that's one thing that I noticed every time I was in um, the developmental and. Um, they never really developmental ring announcers and stuff. That they never had that there, and that you would think that was something that they would capitalize on because why not develop the best ring announcer you can? You know, and plus right. those if you if you have a ring announcer that loves it and you send them to NXT and they're training with the people. I mean, they're learning every move. Well, they don't necessarily have to train, but they can watch and learn every move. So when they do commentary, they know exactly what the wrestlers are doing, you know? So that's something that I've always thought that WWE kind of doesn't capitalize on. No, I agree. I wish there was that. I'd, I would be, I would do that if there was like a school to learn that stuff, which there is, but like more like actually wrestling geared towards it. You know, yeah. I would love to do that. I'm, I'm, I just turned 39 and I finally now have, have broken my, my, uh, doing wrestling commentary cherry. You know what I mean? So cheap plug. Any independent promotions interested? Big Ace will come do commentary for you. Uh, hit me up. Um, and I'll tell you what. I'm I'm mad I waited this long, Wes, to to give it a try because it's fun, and I think I'm actually okay at it. So yeah, I mean, like like how we talked about one of our previous podcasts is like you can't be scared to try something. I mean, a lot of times there's something that you've always wanted to do, and you just don't do it because you're just scared. You know, a lot of times you just got to take the opportunity to just try it, you know, and at least, you know, you gave it that opportunity and, you know, at least you can say, you know what, I, when, it, when you look back at it, you said, I, at least I tried. You know? Right. 
Right. Yeah, no, I'm glad I did. I'm I'm very glad I did. But yeah, it would be cool to see, man. And I mean there's been some great people like I did enjoy Todd Phillips. Uh, Michael Cole's really good. You know who was really good though that I wish they would have kept him around? And again, this goes back to another release in the last probably six months that it's like what are you doing? And that was Samoa Joe. I yeah. love Samoa Joe. In and out of the ring. Like he was good in the commentary booth too. Very good. Yeah, well, I heard concussion-wise is the reason why, but... But he'll come back eventually. That's the thing. Yeah, and... At least the wrestling. I don't know if he'll be back in WWE, but he'll be in the ring again. Yeah. So... But that's that's the kind of thing, though. Like, you always wonder about that, because when you see these guys who, like... Like, Sting's a good example. Like, when he retired from WWE, it was all about this injury that was like he had to retire. Now all of a sudden he's back. Same with like Christian. It was concussions and all this, and he shouldn't be wrestling. Now he's back. Daniel Bryan, all the concussions. Now he's back. Yeah, is but you, is this all a big mistake, though? Do you think? Like, no, it's because you're dealing with a corporation that that has that makes billions of dollars, and they can't afford to have someone sue. And that's just, I mean, it's the same with the NFL and anywhere else. Once you reach a certain amount of concussions, a certain amount of thing, there's protocol. And that's just that's just the way it is. Some places, like New Japan and other places, they're not as strict. They don't care. Yeah. So you got to understand that, like, WWE is humongous, and they're a billion-dollar company. They can't afford... They, they can, but they won't because they're a smart company. They're not going to risk something like that because the turnaround is, especially with all the movies, all the things that came out about concussions, mm-hmm. you, why would they even risk it? You've seen all the movies. You've seen everything. You know that's a huge lawsuit just waiting to happen. So you know what? Instead of, you know, He's a great talent, but you know what? They're just going to say they're going to cut their losses because it's not worth them being in the public light. I get sued over a negative thing that everybody knows about. It ain't nothing that no one knows. Everyone knows about how bad concussions are right now. So you can't just swipe that under the rug. No, you can't. I mean, that, and, and good reason why it's out in the light now and why you have to take it serious. And that's what the question is. Like, who are they finding to clear them when they get so many no's? Like, who's the doctor that's finally like, all right, I'll clear you. Black. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's that. I always just, I don't know, man. Like, when Daniel Bryan came back, I was legit like, is this okay, though? Like, I don't want to see him 20 years and he can't even think for himself anymore. You know, because he came back and didn't just duck out when he should have. I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. But, you know, I, I read the book about Chris Benmon and how bad his was. And we all saw what happened there, so it just scares me. But, yeah, man, it's, uh, I don't know. It'll be, see, that's the thing, though, now that all these people are released. Like, I, during Double or Nothing, I mean, automatically people are just like, oh, the the, the surprise in the Battle Royal is going to be one of the releases. And it's like, well, first of all. There's a three-month clause. Yeah, yeah, there's, anyway, like, there's a so non-compete. Yeah. Uh, they keep their pants off. Right, exactly. So it's like, that's not going to happen. And then, again, too, like, to me, this is where ROH and Impact and New Japan really need to step in and be like, we're going to we're gonna grab some of this talent up because, again, AEW can't sign everybody, guys. Like, they're not going to just sign everyone that leaves WWE. Why would you do that? As a business, why would you just do that? 
at some point you still need to build your own stars too, and they're doing a good job of. of well, wouldn't it, wouldn't that be what every fan of AEW complained about and said, exactly. "Oh my god, exactly. exactly." But now they turn around and say, "They you these guys don't they some of the AEW fans don't know what they want. <laughs> they they don't. They're very they I, seriously don't know what they want. I love they, them." I love them, but man, some of y'all need to chill out and just enjoy wrestling because it's wrestling, not but AW and screw WWE at the end of the day. Who cares, man? Uh, but like, I would love to see Impact and ROH, especially like an ROH who really was impacted when when AEW became a thing because like half their locker room left for that. Like, this is the time to start building those companies back up, or NWA is starting to get back out there. Like, start grabbing some of those guys and. Make it so it's not just WWE and EAW all the time. Make your yeah. name a little bit more known. Like, give these guys, because there's talent out there that can do that for your company if you bring them in and let them. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It'll be, we'll see what happens with it. But Double or Nothing uh, happened, too. I don't know. Do you hear any results from that? Do you hear anything, any talk about it? Uh, no. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Best uh, best match of the night uh, was the triple threat Kenny Omega, Pac, and Orange Cassidy. Uh, best match of the night. Really was. And they've definitely, I feel, set up that I do think in Chicago at Labor Day they're gonna give they're gonna give Orange Cassidy the strap. What's the strap? You mean the belt? Yeah. I uh, don't. He, he uh, yeah he'll he'll have the belt because they. I don't. They, they title sorry the championship yeah they they made him look so tough during that match and he didn't lose he lost you know he won he had the pin Callis got involved pulled the ref you know what I mean so like they really set it up that we're getting him and Omega for sure one on one but I I do think they're gonna let, have him go over on him I don't know it just seems that way uh, but it was great man anybody who doubted Orange Cassidy for being just a funny dumb whatever. Like, he did a little bit of that and that, but he went. I mean, he went, and he you had to. When you're in the ring with Pac and Kenny Omega, you can't just do your shtick. You got to run, you know, and he showed up big time. It was great. It was great. It's what, and they told the story, which is so missing from matches. Like, beginning to end, there was a story being told in that ring between the three of them, and it was just, it was great, man. Nice. So I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The stadium stampede was fun. A lot of people were mad that it was it was all pre you know taped, but I mean, with a match like that, you have to. I thought it was pretty retarded that they came down and <laughs> the zip tied down or whatever that was, the propelling down from the scoreboard. Uh, I yeah. mean, I guess it tells the story of them making a mockery of pro wrestling. Yeah, it's a little too much. Like, just do your fight on the field. Like, that's. Like why you got to propel to the field? Uh, they definitely made Sammy Guevara look good. He got the pin, and Jericho definitely was putting him over at the end, like he's the next big star. Uh, and then now they got like the Aces and Eights vest on. They yes, exactly. What was that about? Would you leave yours there when you were there a few months ago, and they just took it? I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. It definitely like I I was not, I thought that and then I was like, dude, that looks like Aces and Eights or the Warriors, the movie The Warriors. They're they're little gang bad. Like they to- that's totally what they're doing right now. Uh, but yeah, man, it was cool. It was all right. The one disappointing thing though for me was the Britt Baker Sheeta match. 
Everybody kind of knew what was going to happen, and that's Britt Baker was going to win. Yeah, but, she Britt Baker gave it away from the beginning. You could just yeah, I mean everybody knew it was just it was. A, but the thing is, I thought it'd be a really good match because you know her match with Thunder Rosa like a month ago was amazing. Probably one of the best matches that they've had uh, in the female division over there. You know what I mean? And so I just thought this would be good. Her and Sheeta, it's going to be good. But man, was it clunky! Man, uh, and I don't know who was. You know, if it was Sheeta, was just timing was off or whatever. I've never been a huge Sheeta fan just because I feel like the champion should be the champion, and like she just hasn't been like they didn't even put her on Dynamite most of the time. She's had very few matches. Like it's like she's your champ. She should be yeah. out there, you know. Uh, and when she cuts promos, it's just like ah, all right, all right. You know, where now at least Britt Baker has it. There's a heel holding it. She can cut a promo. She's going to be able to make a storyline with whoever she's going to feud with next, and it's going to be like, I want to see these two fight. Uh, but, man, I was let down by that match. I was really hoping for a good match, and it just was like, huh. I thought this might even be match of the night, but nope. Yep. Nope. And then what did you think about uh, the guy Willie and Thunder Rosa on Spanish commentary getting in trouble? Yeah. So I guess I haven't heard much on the Thunder Rosa end. I knew she was involved, but they really covered it up if – they were, if she was taking any heat for this, they really covered it up by firing the guy because that's all I've ever. Heard. I know the guy really well. His name is Willie. Really? Yeah. So like, I didn't hear it. I don't know if there was even video of it. I read all about it where he like made the the joke about. I heard it. Accent. Was it bad? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I don't know why people think that's okay. It, it was definitely inappropriate. Was that live though, or was he? Did he think he was? I mean, there's no excuse for it either way. But like, were they? No, it, it, he didn't know he was live, and it, and it kept recording. Oh yeah, I mean that's why you just got to be a professional. And again, you got to be a professional 100 percent and not even. But then again, I don't care. You you just don't make fun of people. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I, was I don't care where you're at, especially the workplace. You you, you wait till you're. I, I mean. Just, just no need to go to work and and like, dude, who are you impressing by making fun of somebody in their race? That just makes me so angry. And I'm friends with the guy, so I'm kind of like upset with him. I'm just like, what the hell are you thinking, man? Like, especially right now, with everything that's going on, it's just, you know. W- there needs to be a lot more love and a lot less hate. And even if you're on or off, it doesn't matter. You're trying to make a joke. These jokes are not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time, to, it's time to move on. It's time to, you know, like just be a better person. So when did the, when did the time start where you just can't be like, I'm just not into that, or I just I don't like it, but that's cool if you do it and be done with it. Why does it have to resort to joking on people, or why do you have to poke fun or? expose someone or you know what I mean? Like why, like there was just no call to do some funny accent just cause you thought it was funny when it's like, first of all, you got a microphone in front of you. <laughs> Second of all, you're not being paid to make fun of her accent. Oh, there he is. Cafecito on the episode. And two, I don't know if you realize, even if they say it's not recording, it's recording. It's recording all the time. It's recording. They record everything. It's like, come on now. So, 
people just need to realize. And plus, in this day and age, just love each other. Stop putting some hate. Right, Cabecito? Right. Yeah. Papa Dog. God, he's getting so big, bro. Yeah. He's tired. He's he so looks old. tired, dude. He looks like he may fall asleep with you just right there. Will he fall asleep in your arms? Oh, yeah. All the time. Really? Dude, yeah. None of my animals ever did that. Oh, yeah. He's the biggest snuggler sometimes and then not the biggest snuggler. And he's so funny. And he's, just like a, he's like the biggest baby. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, that's so cute. What uh, what's his new stuff? What is he been getting into since we last talked? We take um we just been filming a bunch, taking them to a bunch of different dog parks, and everyone if, stop DM me about doing collaborations with <laughs> him unless you're gonna give me free stuff. I'm not paying for shipping. I'm not paying anything. If you want to give some free dog stuff, we'll promote your company and be more. Well, you want down, buddy. And uh, be more than happy to do that. But I'm not paying for anything. I'm not paying for shipping. I don't care what what you bring to the table. Either y'all giving it to us, or we're not taking any offers. I'm over everybody hitting him up. His DMs are full. Damn. Leave him alone. <laughs> it's so sad that a dog gets more DMs than I'll ever get in my life. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he gets a lot. He's, he has... He's almost up to 200 followers. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys, I, I, and I don't have it. I'll, I'll get it next show so it's on the screen and you can all see it. But, yeah, make sure you follow Instagram, Real Cafecito, right? I mean, all you guys have to do is go to West Briscoe 19 on Instagram. and then, there you go. And then you see the Briscoe and Big Ace link. You see the Red Velvet. And then you also see the Cafecito link. So that way you're tuned into everything that we be doing. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Love it. Uh, what else has been going on, man? You've been getting out fishing. Is it surf season yet? We haven't talked about you surfing in a while, man. You've been busy, though. No, there's no waves. Like, um, Florida, we don't really get really much waves. So just hasn't been, it's been flat. So just kind of been chilling, just working a lot and getting ready to move and having the puppy and just stuff not being home. She's been, she's been so busy with work that, you know, it's been a lot. So, but we're, we're getting through it. You know, we got this little pup and he's been a handful and we're about to move and, bunch of good things are coming and when we move there's gonna be way more content being able to put up because right now we're just you know in this tiny little apartment in downtown orlando so but we'll have a lot more area and a lot more being able to film last night my buddy of course we always talk about danny he uh, he gave me some uh red snapper and i have some uh mango fish tacos which was really good. She was really impressed with those. Nice. I've never gotten into mangas. What the fruit? Yeah, I like the fruit, the flavor. Like, I don't uh, know. If I, if I made you a fish taco with it in it, you'd love it. Uh, probably. It's it's, it's it, the way it contrasts the fish, the lettuce. Like, it gives just the right bit of sweetness to like the way that the texture of the fish. I don't know. It's the I'm 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 really good at mixing 
like combining flavors and textures together because Steph hates certain textures and she loves it how I can like mix everything together where it like tastes really good. Like she was like, everyone keeps saying I should be a chef, but I hate well, like, Okay, so you hate cooking, but like. I hate cooking for tons of people. Right. Like I love, I love like, I love cooking like for like my friends, but like. I would hate to have to do that every single day. Like, right. That would just drive me insane. I I'm doesn't make me that happy to like I love doing it for friends and showing, but after that it's like if I had to I would never cook anymore. You get what I'm saying? Like I had, if I was a chef I would be like I'm ordering the food every single day. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't want to go home and do what you just did all day. Exactly, and then it takes the love of it because, like, I, like, well, I, I enjoy it, I really do, but it's just, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it forever. So, what, like, how do, how did you get into this to where, like, like I can cook, but I'm pretty basic, like I'm not, like you said, you're learning how to mix all these these textures. Where did you learn to like appreciate cooking? Like, what traveling, is that? Has it always traveling been? the world? Yeah. Yeah, being when you travel the world and you're stuck in another country for over a couple of weeks, you learn how to adapt and you learn how to taste different things and your palate extends. So then, you know, too, you're and if you don't like the food, you got to cook yourself. So you got to figure out how to make food taste good. You know, so I moved out when I was 17, so I've been I've been living on my own and. Luckily, when I was a professional wakeboarder, our team manager was like a kind of like a chef, so he would always cook, and you know, of course, we would always watch because, like, I want to learn how to like make my own food, and like he would always teach us, and right. so we kind of like just went from there, and just traveling the world and watching other people cook, and you know, having them show me because I'd be like, oh man, that's good, and. You stay stay in the country long enough, you, they right. do the next meal, and you're like, hey, can I help out? Right, and you right. can't help out. So you start learning how to, like, prepare it. And then, you know, I, I've always loved learning how to, like, literally catch the fish from the water, take it home, put it on the plate, and serve it to someone. Like, for me, like, that's the ultimate because right. it's like, Knowing that I know where that fish came from, knowing that I caught it, knowing that I did everything properly, uh, humane, didn't stress the fish out, put it down properly, brought it home, able to skin it, got it, put it on a table, and it tastes phenomenal. For me, that's just like, it's a skill that is a dying skill that not too many people know how to do because of you got McDonald's and all the supermarkets. Like, I'm making sure when me and Red have kids that they know how to cook their own animal yeah. or fish or whatever it is. I want them to make sure that, you know, like, yes, I know it's easy to go to the supermarket, but it's a lot more satisfactory knowing that you go out. And, two, it's not like we're we're only catching one fish to feed the family. It's not like... Compared to like you go to Publix or wherever else you buy food, they're catching massive fish and they spoil and they go to waste. They don't clean right. all of that stuff. Right. We only go out there and catch for what we need. We never catch just to like catch a ton of fish. 
That's right. never ever, like, I'm Native American. I don't believe in just killing animals unless it's for a purpose. So, like, when we do go fishing, we, like, we only fish for the fish that we're going to eat. Nothing goes to waste. Nothing goes thrown away. Like, we don't just catch fish just to, like, catch it. Like, we make sure every fish that we catch, we eat and enjoy and make sure we share with other people. So, like, you know, there are other people that don't have my same mindset, but just know whenever you see me doing our cooking uh, show and me catching fish, me fishing, that we're not out there just catching fish and killing them just to do it. No, every fish we catch, we catch to eat. And a lot of times we let them go because we already have enough. Like, we're not yeah. going to just, just catch them and bring them in. Just, no, we're going to let them go. Like, I'm... I'm more happy to let a fish go than to eat it. As long as we have that fish to eat, you right. know, but if we have that fish to eat in the cooler, I'll let every other fish go because, you know, that's just like, that's just, yeah, like I don't believe in gluttony and, you know, over, overdoing everything. It's almost like a wrestling match at that point with that fish, you know? Like, who's going to win? I caught you. Good job. Go back in the water. Fight someone else now. For me, it's not even that. It's so spiritual. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more just like... I don't know. What, once I take you out and take you fishing and you catch your own fish and you bring it back and I teach you how to gut it and kill it and do all of that stuff, you're going to... You will have a whole other... It's nothing like a wrestling match. It's... It's something, it's, it's something totally different. Like, like taking your own animal and killing it and right. gutting it and skinning it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the ones you catch and put back after, though. And then it's more yeah, like but you, but you, you put it back. But you got to get to that, though. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I, I mean, that was my hardest part. I mean, that was my hardest part in the beginning was killing the animal. Yeah. Like, the first time I shot a deer. First time I shot a pig, you know, like that was not the easiest thing to do. Right. But and then two, having to clean it. Yeah. It's not, it's not like I like shot it and we're some rich people where it's like, oh, they'll take care of it. No, it's like, okay, I'm gonna teach you how to hang it up on the tree. I'm gonna yep. show you how to cut it down, how to let all the stuff go, and like, you know, like that's a lot, you know. Oh yeah, dude. I remember. I remember watching and learning how to gut a deer for the first time, even though I don't deer hunt. I remember that. And it was just like, ugh. But then after like ten minutes, I was like, oh man, this is gonna taste so good. Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. So good. It's so <laughs> you just are, but you have respect for the animal. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I, you just—it's just another respect for knowing where your food came from and having respect for the animal. And taking pride and not letting nothing go to waste compared to like everywhere else, you know. But right, let me ask you this. Because mm-hmm. again, you you said you're traveling and all over. I, I'm curious to know what was your food experiences in Japan when you were there wrestling. Japan's easy. We, we you remember we did do a we did do a show talking about the experience of the craziest oh, food that I did. Yeah, you yeah, know, okay, yeah, we did, yeah, we did, yeah. But Japan's easy. That's nothing. It's more of Thailand, Bali, and uh, but, like how, uh, like yeah, how good places. is it though? Because I keep seeing things from like Japan, and I'm like, man, that food looks so good. <laughs> it's delicious, but it's nothing better than I'll catch. Yeah. Where, right. So, uh, all the places you travel, where's the spot to go to eat? Not the restaurant, but like just what? Where's the what? 
country, which state, what, what, where, where would you go? Because you got to think of like in Japan, most of the tuna there is shipped. Yeah. So it's not fresh compared to like here. It's fresh. When I catch a tuna, I can I'll cut it up and cook it. I'll take the tuna and make sushi rolls in the boat. Right. Like so, Japan's out. But where yeah. else? Where's the Where's the spot? Where if someone's like Wes, if I'm I can go anywhere in the world tomorrow strictly just to eat their food. Where would you tell me to go? What do you want to eat though? Because I will I will every, eat anything anything no, everything. Every, no, the, no, no, you can't do that because every country has a specialty. Like okay. Argentina deals with meats. You know, like every country has their certain type of. If okay. you if you said, "Hey, Wes, where where can I get the best whole snapper?" I can tell you what country to go to. Do you want to say, hey, "Wes, where do you want to get the best tuna?" Or where do you want to go mahi or the best steak or like that? I can answer because every country has their own unique way of cooking and seasoning and they're known for their certain dishes. So you, if you name a dish, I can tell you what country. Okay. How about this then? You, where it's just the place you would go. You can go anywhere you're going. Where would you go? Where would it be like, I'm going here. Cause that's where I want to go eat. Cause everybody always has that one place that they're going to go to. My station boat. Okay. That's fine. You're no fun. When I try to ask these questions so fans can get to hear you, have just answers. You're no fun. You always get too deep in it. Like just answer. <laughs> like for me, well, man, I'm a, I'm a deep person, dude. Like I can't. Yeah. Just, like like, I, like for my, me, life is too sh- like too short. Well, yeah, I get that, but I mean, it's also just entertainment. So just make something up. For I'm me, not gonna make nothing up because I'm not a liar. Like for me, because I don't, I've not really gone internationally except for the UK. Which cool, great. There was some cool spots to eat there. It's but, horrible but, there. I yeah, love everyone in the UK. It's nothing special. But you guys understand your food's not that good. But for me, like, state-wise, if someone's like, you can go on a trip right now anywhere in the United States just specifically because you're going to eat food while you're there, like New Orleans. Puerto Rico. Okay, there, Puerto Rico. That wasn't hard. New Orleans for me. But I'm going just states because I haven't gone international to say. So out everywhere I've been, I would go back to New Orleans. Yeah, dude, that's a good call. Florida. Dude, I've had some good food down there in Florida when I was with you. And when I was in Miami. Um, Dude, Little Havana is my spot. I'll go eat some Cabanas over there all day. Ampanadas? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everywhere has their own special... You know, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do, for sure. Uh, yeah, man, I just love New Orleans food in the French Quarter. It's just amazing. It yeah, is. me too. I was blessed, me and my dad, during WrestleMania. That was one of the things that we got to go do is like, he's like, Wes, what do you do? Like, we always get, we'd pick a restaurant and we'd go out to yeah. dinner and we went to like a, one of the famous New Orleans restaurants and yeah. I love uh, oysters and yeah. I, I made him try one and he didn't really like it, but <laughs> but he had gumbo and, um, but it, it, I love, I love New Orleans. They have good food there. Um, but, it's this one style of food. Mm. I like I like more of a variety of yeah, like yeah. options to pick from. Yeah. You know, because New Orleans is it's pretty much, you know, Very that Cajun, Cajun yeah. style like Korean. Well, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's delicious. It's fun. So that area is a good place. Yeah, man. Do you know how to make any gumbo? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, gumbo, you just throw a bunch of shit in a pot and you just cook it. Right. Uh, it's the easiest thing to make. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've watched how to make gumbo. It's the easiest thing in the world, dude. Right. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm... I would, dude. That's what sucks with all the medical shit I've been dealing with in my stomach. Is like I can't eat half the foods that I love eating right now. You know what I mean? Like I love a good. Taco. I haven't ate. I haven't ate spaghetti in over a year because of my stomach. Uh, yeah, because you and I are having similar issues. Uh, man, that's crazy. Because how much do you love pasta? Like I'm a half Italian. I love it, and I. I mean, I can do uh, Alfredo, but it's just not the same to make good old meatball spaghetti. Yeah, dude, but that, that acidity uh, just kills you. But oh my god, meatball and spaghetti is amazing. Yeah. Just, uh, dude. Well, do you got anything coming up that people need to know about? Will you got any shows coming up? I mean, shoot, summer's here. Yeah, things are happening. Nothing. Nice. No. Nah. Chilling. Dog yeah. dadding it up. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a stay at home dad, and so that's pretty. Well, much now it. you got a big move coming up too, so you're gonna have to get ready for that. Yeah, and then plus. I go back to buying houses, so it's going to be crazy again. Nice. I'll tell you what, that's been one hell of a... How is it down there in the market? Is it like it is everywhere? Or it's is beautiful. It... It's beautiful. Right now, I'm just waiting to reclaim all my money so I can be my own bank and purchase, be able to purchase three or four houses at one time. Nice, man. I made an offer on a condo today. We'll see if it goes through. It'll be my first property I own, so it'd be cool. It's a good way to start. You gotta gotta start somewhere. It's been so hard, man. Like I'd go look at places, and when I'm like, "Yeah, let's make an offer," there's already like five offers in, and it's like, "Well, now it's going to be out of my price range, so I can't." This place, for some reason, I was able to be the first offer. So we'll see what happens. But well, yeah, everyone, man. wish Big A some luck, and hopefully he gets his property. And yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll have Big Knox. I've already talked to him. He's fully down. Perfect. On the for being the next guest, we just there's so much wrestling news that we figured that we just we wanted to get this episode out and talk about that because it's it's hot and fresh. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll have a guest next week, so don't worry about that, guys. It's not like I forgot about that. It was just there was just too much news to talk about that we had to put out there. So yeah, thank you sure. VOC for pumping us. Thank you VOC for you know really helping us out to reach a lot more people on our platform. Sorry, my microphone wasn't up to par. It wasn't high enough, but we got that going good now. So we'll be smooth now, bro. You sound good as shit. Yeah. So we're all set up for that. Um, Always big. Thank you for the VOC and big ace. We will uh, talk very soon. Yes, we will. Guys, make sure you subscribe to YouTube, Briscoe, and Big A Show for all that exclusive content. Wes was talking about the, the content coming out. The, the, we already have some really great vlogs on there. Make sure you go check them out. Click a like, subscribe. And again, VSC Nation, anywhere you find your podcast, just type in the VSC Nation, Briscoe, Big A Show. You'll pop right up. And also the VSC Nation YouTube page. So make sure you follow them as well, guys. And yeah, we will be back with a, uh, another episode to you very shortly as we head out. Uh, happy birthday to your lovely lady, Red Velvet. Uh, we're recording this yep. on her birthday, so happy birthday to her. Everybody, make sure you wish her a happy birthday on the Internet. And, yeah, we'll be back with another Briscoe and Big A show with you guys next week. Enjoy your day, everybody.
This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Kito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.